Welcome to Whatever Works, our unique fortnightly podcast in which we talk about whatever works in our lives and in the lives of our community members. Find us at whateverworks.works. And why not join our community? Simply search for Whatever Works at mewe.com and get stuck in. Back up on my Zoom. Have you got your batteries yet? I've got my batteries. My Zoom is up. Everything is working. Hello and welcome to Whatever Works. And so, <laughs> without further ado, let me introduce your host for the show this evening. The tremendously super, the tenaciously sexy Ted Salmon. <laughs> How's that? What is that all about? <laughs> Stop, make a change. I think that's the first time you've actually said anything first on this show, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd get in while I could. Off you go, Ted. Well, yes, oh, indeed. Dear. Well done, indeed. Uh, w- <laughs> welcome, indeed. Aidan, as you have just heard, and I are back. It's now the beginning of March. Summer is upon us. Looking out at the weather, it seems like it's going to get warm very quickly now. Not that I'm complaining. Um, show 157. Did I already say that? And it's... um. You know, the usual kind of rundown, really. Thank you ever so much. You see, I've, I've thrown you, haven't I, Ted? <laughs> you have, yeah. Thank you so much to everyone in the MeWe group. That top of the show should be said. MeWe group, well done, everyone. Yes, Putting indeed. your stuff Thank in there. You. Responding to the need to keep the show going and get some continuity. Whateverworks.works is our website. You head across there if you want to, if you get lost anywhere. Or if you do, if you get doubly lost, you can go to tedsalmon.com where you'll get links to everything, audio podcasts, MeWe groups, the whole lot. Aidenbell.com <laughs> if you need a Santa or an Easter bunny at your event. <laughs> Easter bunny. That's a new one for me. I have to work out how to do that. <laughs> yes, indeed. If you want to buy me a coffee, you can do that. PayPal.me forward slash Ted Salmon. If you want to give us a gift voucher for anything on the show, then you can send us a, a gift voucher to my email address. We'll make sure that we can buy stuff for the show on that one. If you're going to Amazon, please use my affiliate link because I get a few pennies. tinyurl.com forward slash Amazon Ted UK. Shall we get on with it? Let's get on with it. I want to give a big shout out to Judge Barton, Ian Barton, uh, for helping me on MeWe. It's a bit cheeky because there's MeWe, all the people are wonderful and helpful on MeWe, but I'm going to abuse my privilege here and personally thank Ian Barton for finding environmentally free, lead-free fishing weights. Um, there was oh, a thread yeah. in the group. I needed something to weight some pipes down in the pond. Have I told you I've got a pond in the garden? Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to use lead weights because of the toxicity and... Bless him. Ian Barton found me some lead-free, environmentally safe ones, and they were perfect, and I've ordered 20 of them. So thank you for that, Ian. And thank you, everyone, on the wee-wee... On the wee-wee? Thank you, everyone, on the wee-wee group (laughs) for chipping in and making it all great fun. I've I've got one real friend, um, a a real person. A real actual friend, yeah. The the person I play snooker with. Yeah. And he's the only person, face-to-face, apart from my parents, that is a real friend here. (laughs) And he came round for coffee yesterday. And there's a there's a there's a link to this story. Hang on, hang on in there. Okay. Um, he told me that he just made about three months ago. He made a pond, a garden pond for someone. He dug it out, done it all nicely, blah blah blah, and sorted it out. Since then, he's had been inundated with um, requests from other people that have seen it, saying, "Oh, can you do one for me? Do one for me?" <laughs> and he's got virtually a full time job just digging out garden ponds for people. So there you are. You've got a new business there. He must be a strong man. I tell you what, from yeah, my experience, is. it is hard work digging yeah. a pond. My God, it's hard work. He's really strong. He came round um, to visit me on his bike, on his push bike, which he'd cycled all the way along the North Coast, like Ian Barton does. And um, he 
um, he, he's kitted up the, the most expensive bike I've ever seen, I think. And, you know, he's got all the gear and all the rest of it. Anyway, there you go. So he is a fit bloke and he's looks like he's he's got a new um, business venture. Well, well, super, super, super. And thank you again to Ian for the for the weights, which I incidentally also dunked into liquid latex to give them a rubber protection, which I remember saying on the group ah. probably wasn't necessary, but was a lot of fun. <laughs> I could I couldn't think of any suggestions for that at all. I did wonder. I like the idea of the um, bricks with the holes in, but they were too big. They were too big. Yeah, I mean, I I needed about fifteen or twenty altogether, so I'd end up with a pond full of bricks and no water. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> thank you, Ian, and thank you, Ian Watson, as well, for bringing us the Dreamland Relax Well Intelligent Heat Throw. Ian says, I got this electric throw at the beginning of January. It works really well and I sometimes sit on or under it. It's in our summer house and I've used it at 1.5 degrees and it was perfectly comfortable. I can now use the summer house at any time of year. It's 120 by 160 centimetres in size. It has one control with six temperature settings and a timer. Machine washable and tumble dry safe. Um, do you know what? I, I think I have something very similar to this. I have what is ostensibly an electric blanket, which I mm. use on my bed. And it's it's one of those, uh, just like this throw, it's not fixed to the bed. You put it in the bed, you heat the bed up, and then you whip it out and get in. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it must be a very similar thing to this. So I can certainly vouch for they are lovely and cosy and warm and, and gorgeous. Just to correct one thing, it was minus 1.5 degrees, not 1.5 degrees. Oh, so, okay. um, uh, under freezing. But the but those those things are really good. I remember when I lived in this really cold house back in the 70s, and I had one of these, uh, but it was one that you put over the top of you, and then you could just leave it on mm -hmm. all night. Oh, lovely. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And it, and it's so toasty. It's really nice. Um, I, I have, as you know, I've got the opposite problem now, but... Um, yeah, it was really nice. Yes, why would you want to keep warm? Ian goes on to say, <laughs> I also have this Gove Wi-Fi room thermometer hydrometer smart thermometer, uh, which also is described as a wireless smart indoor temperature humidity sensor with alert and data storage for baby home, garage and greenhouse. <laughs> Works with an app as well as with Alexa, etc. This also goes in the summer house. So I am prepared before I even get there. Uh, right. Yeah, I have one in our house. We have, I think I've said on the show before, we have very old electric panel heating and um, thermostats have had to be replaced already because they put it in the 60s. But in my studio, I also have one of these smart thermometer things, which I think are fantastic, very similar to this Govi one that Ian's brought us. Have you got mm. anything like that at home? Not really, because I don't really have a, an, an outhouse. You don't have do you... a home. <laughs> well, no, I don't have a home, for one thing. That's true enough. Um, unless you count this holiday part. Yes. Anyway, I do, what I do have is an outside thermometer thingy, though, which um, sits outside underneath the van. Mm -hmm. So inside the van, I've got this, um, um, uh, what are they called? A weather station. Um, so you can see what temperature it is outside. But um, I've also got one of those, um, what are they called? Those really fancy ones that someone spoke about it in the last fortnight on the group, actually. Um, what's the name of it? I think it's the one that I've got because I'm frantically looking in my phone to see if I can find it. Net, net, Netatmo. That's it. Yes. I, the one I have in my studio is Netatmo. Yes. Right. Well, I've got one of those. And... Um, frankly, I don't use it because the, the weather station is so good. What I should do really is get um, a rain meter and a wind meter and attach it all to it. And, but I, I can't be asked. What I love about the Natatmo is, I mean, like everybody, I have the heating coming on and going off at specified times. If I'm away and not going to make it back home, 
I just love that wherever I am in the world, I can just pick up my phone and turn off my heating so I'm not wasting yeah. money back at home heating a room I'm not going to be in. Um, yeah. it, you know, it, it, I'm of that age where this kind of technology still impresses. I'm still fascinated by sat-nav technology. I'm still amazed that I can turn off the temperature in my studio when I'm in South Africa. You know, I, yeah. it's just extraordinary. Yeah, yeah. It's all good stuff. And I think you're right. And, and the same thing applies to CCTV as well, because I, it's something that I have not really felt the need to do. Although living in this situation I am, it maybe it would be quite a good idea. I know that Gareth Miles has CCTV all over his all over <laughs> his premises and talks about it quite regularly. Martin Dix has just got on board with the whole yeah. idea as well. Um, I was not really into CCTV, but someone I knew brought one a, a year ago to monitor his classic cars and it prompted me to get one. I looked into the different models, decided to go cheap and bought this one, the outdoor CCTV security camera, which we'll link to in the show notes, of course. Put it up, dead easy, use a wired connection because I wanted it out of Wi-Fi range, set up the app, and I'm loving it. I'm fully converted to CCTV now, so much so I bought a second one a week later to monitor another <laughs> area. Cheap um, doesn't seem to be an issue, so you don't have to spend a fortune on them, in other words. Both have worked faultlessly for 12 months now. Mine don't have a zoom in out, um, but I don't think I'd use it anyway. They have human detection following um, uh, and, and sound both ways if requires. Video recordings from a, sorry, a video recording from a lorry driving over a, and breaking a manhole cover was used to claim for a new cover. I'll say that again. <laughs> a video recording from a lorry driving over and breaking a manhole cover was used to claim for a new cover, which saved me about 400 wow. quid. So that was great. It beeps on my phone and my watch when someone is wandering about. Useful to know if there's a delivery. I now have the videos running 24-7 through my old PC in my office. And if I want to, I can stick it up on my 50-inch telly. I paid 52 quid for the first one. And then in a, during a sale, the second one was 36 quid. And they both got um, 32 gig gigabyte memory cards in, in them so yeah we'll link to that one in the show notes but there's tons of these things out there so do shop around and um listen to tech addicts podcast because gareth's quite often bringing those to the show this sounds very similar to the ones we have we have the amazon blink which i know a lot of people right. also have which yeah. and, and what martin's described here with this one sounds very similar and as you say there you know many f other flavors are available um, yeah. And it's for situations such as mine with my elderly mother, you know, they're, they're, they're double security because I can keep an eye on my mum when I'm not at home. Exactly, yeah. Good stuff. CCTV is us. Are you? Are us. <laughs> and Ian Barton is <laughs> Bikina Agrilte Wellingtons. Wellington boots, Ian Barton in other in, words. Ian Barton in a bikini. Ian Barton on... It's bikina. They are called bikina agrilite. <laughs> agrilite wellies. He, Ian says, give it some welly. I'm trying to, but I can't pronounce them. I spend several hours each day wearing Wellingtons, says Mr Barton. Over the years, I've had various brands from the very cheap to the very expensive. A friend of mine recommended these. I've had mine for more than a year now, and they are the best I have ever owned. Apart from the obvious property of being waterproof, they are very light. They have a handy pull-off spur on the heel, which makes it easy to remove them. Oh, oh, that sounds great, says Aiden. The soles yeah. have deeply cut treads, so you're less likely to slide about on mud. The polyurethane withstands all sorts of agricultural stuff, like cow muck and oil. <laughs> I've linked to the non-steel toe-capped version, he says, which will suit most people who don't work on a farm. 
if you've ever had a cow step on your toes, you will know why you do need steel co caps on a farm. Cost around £42. Mm. I wouldn't great, know whether that's cheap or expensive for wellies, but it seems reasonable to me. If you go, uh, if you go down to your local kind of um, place where they sell wellies, I think you can buy a pair for a, a 10 or 15 quid. Um, but they're obviously not this this kind of quality, are they? they? They look really, really good. And from Ian's description, they clearly are good. These look fabulous. The, only, the closest mm. I've ever had to these was a, t- a few years ago. I went out to see my sister in Cyprus, uh, as I think you know, Ted, and maybe the listeners, I'm, I'm obsessed with wildlife and always have to photograph wildlife wherever I go. And they have a lake in Cyprus that has flamingos in it. So I bought myself on, I think, eBay at the time, a pair of those, the ones that come all the way up to your waist, what are they called? Um, there, there is a oh, name for them. Fishing, the fishing galoshy yeah. things. They were great fun. And you, you get into these and then you just walk out into the water and stay as dry as a bone. Great fun. Yeah, yeah, so they're, they're, those are basically Wellington boots on steroids, aren't they? But these yeah, do yeah. look nice. Um, again, I don't well, have a use at, case, but I, they're looking at the pictures. They look lovely, don't they? Well, if you start digging ponds out for people, you will. Uh, yes, if I stand, I'll need the steel toe cap ones before I put a pickaxe through my toes. <laughs> I, uh, looking at the, the the bottom of them in the picture that Ian's linked to, yes, they, the the grip looks amazing, doesn't it? Yes, it, ever so deep, and I'm sure that that he's quite right. You you wouldn't slip up with these, not well, not very easily anyway. No, very. I mean, good. my the, the thing with us is we only have the garden. Uh, we only have the garden, so one wouldn't want to wander around in the muck, raking the muck up, because you want the grass to stay nice and grassy. So owning Wellington boots would only be a temptation for me to go out and turn the place into a mud bath. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, all right then. But those for the for those people on farms like Ian, and have the um, lots of uh, need for that sort of thing. I'm waffling now. Let's get on to pillows. <laughs> I bought the right. I said to me mother. I said to me mother. I said to her. I said to her. I said to me mother. <laughs> it's that introduction I did. I've completely thrown the entire show today, haven't I? <laughs> I went up to stay at my my mum's house for one night because the the wind was just horrendous and I didn't fancy staying in the static. Wasn't that okay? the last time we recorded the show? And we recorded the show in the middle of a hurricane. Uh, no, because I was here then. It must have been since then. Anyway, regardless, it was a it was a windy night, and I fancied having a, a a night away from the windy night. So, I went up and stayed in there, and and in the morning I realised that her pillows are on on the spare bed are so much nicer than mine, and so I had that discussion with her, and she hooked me up with these um, pillows to buy two pillows, hundred percent cotton, non allergenic, anti dust mite. And they're soft hotel quality pillows, apparently. 15% goose down. And um, they're, they're just so much nicer. They, they Sometimes I think you get what you pay for, as we quite often say yes, on this show, yes. um, outside of cheap as chips. Um, my last pillows that I had, the ones that I, I obviously was not were not helping sleeping very much, you know, I, I do remember they, they were like less than a fiver each and I just did anything I could to, to save money and get the cheapest I could. And sure enough, these two pillows have arrived, um, which cost a tenner each after a five pound voucher. And the difference in quality is huge. And I do. I am sleeping much better. My head is resting much better on these pillows. And it's just really, really nice. So, yeah, I think this, the, the story is that sometimes you do get what you pay for. And um, I'm pleased to have got these. Okay, they weren't 
um, less than a fiver each, and I had to spend 20 quid, but it's really, really nice. And a good night's sleep is probably worth investing in. Do you have pillow problems? I don't have pillow problems, but I certainly have a pillow preference. I agree with you about a good night, <coughs> excuse me, a good night's sleep being worth investing in, because I remember several years ago when I spent quite a lot of money on a mattress, and somebody pointed out, you know, how long do you spend in your car? So many hours. How long do you spend in your bed? Oh, half the day. So, you know, it's worth paying for quality sleep. And yeah. um, to get back to the pillows, I've, I, I find I love the memory foam pillows that are sort of curved. So you're sort of sleeping on an arch. Um, I don't oh, I don't yeah. get on. I mean, when I stay in a hotel or anywhere else where they have lovely, lovely, perhaps goose down, cushy pillows, I just don't get on with them. I, I really need that sort of supportive memory foam thing under my neck, but each to their own. Do you take it with you then? I do actually have a little one that if I know that I'm going somewhere and I've got a weight allowance, I've actually got a tiny little travel. I've got I've got a memory foam pillow on my bed, which I've had forever. And I've also Mm. had for a couple of years a a mini travel size memory foam pillow, which I do travel with me if I know specifically I'm going to be staying somewhere that it's worth taking it. Excellent. Because I'm a small darling. (laughs) Yes, lovey. Um, Anyway, these are called the Aniline Goose Feather Down Pillows. I'll link to them in the show notes, but there are other options, obviously. And I was surprised at how much you could actually pay for pillows. You know, these, these ones are relatively cheap. Um, still, but um, yeah, they they work really well. They they arrive kind of all um, air. What's it called? Vacuum packed. Yeah. So you have to kind of shake them up, and after twelve hours, they get much bigger and all the rest of it. But very nice. Anyway, um, if you fancy a better night's sleep, have a look at some new pillows. What's that joke? How do you get down from a goose? Ask it to kneel down so you can step off. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Last show, I ha- mentioned in passing um, my hot water cooker, which I didn't have then and still don't quite have a name oh, for. Yeah. Uh, turned out to be known as a water dispenser. And you got excited and said, hey, you've never mentioned this before. Mm-hmm. And I do believe I haven't. So apologies for that, because it turns out um, good old Amazon reliably informs me that I bought it on the 20th of February 2019. Uh, and if I haven't brought it to the show, well, better late than never, because we've been using it for a couple of years now and we had another one a year before that and I love it it's a kettle alternative it's basically a vessel which holds three litres of water they call it 12 cups um and it's a very sexy thing that sits in the corner with a nice little led display and a temperature dial um no it's got a a dial sorry it's got a temperature button you can select I think it's I, I never use it, so I'm not certain. I think it's 80, 90 and 100 degrees, but we just have it sat on 100 degrees all the time because when it comes to tea and coffee, we're actually not snobs. We just want hot water. Um, and mm. then the, on the left, there is a lovely old-fashioned turny knobby dial where you can control how much water goes into the cup and there's a lovely LED display that tells you in millilitres how much you're going to get. And then you just <laughs> press the button and you wait, oh, I don't know, 30, 40 seconds and you get a hot cup of water. Um which wow. is so much easier than a kettle, uh, especially for someone like my mother, again, who's getting elderly. And, 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 you know, she doesn't have to pick up a whole kettle full of boiling water. She just has to put the cup under, press the button. And in less than a minute, she gets a cup of hot water. And all she has to pick up is the single cup of water. Um, as I say, if you're <clears throat> Chris Kelly and you want to have different temperatures for different drinks, you can do that. As I say, you can vary the temperature. I believe it's, it's 80, 90 and 100. Uh, and of course, you can vary the amount of water that you get. But as I say, we just have it set on, I think it's 240 milliliter at 100 degrees. And that sees us fine for both tea and coffee. Um, 
So you, you don't leave this on all the time? No, it's on permanently. It's on 24 hours a day. It yes. is? Oh, yeah, but it's so, not hot. So you still have to wait for it to heat up? You do, but it's very quick. It's about 40 seconds. I don't believe it okay. takes any longer than a kettle. In fact, I think it's quicker than a kettle because you're only boiling okay. the amount of water that you need in the cup. Prior to this, we had another one, oh, I see. Which, is right, called, okay. which was called a tea fowl quick and hot. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I've known people like that. Um, and <laughs> that, I think, actually heated it as it came through. So that was instant because you pressed the button and this ground and shut and, and burbled away and actually the water got heated on its way out. Um, okay. It wasn't so good and it was it was quite basic. Uh, so we've had the redefined one, as I say, since 2019. And right. So, 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 you're, so you're, you go up to the machine, yes. you tell it how much you want. Yes by the dial, yes. and then you press the button, yes. and then in 40 seconds, it heats that just that amount just of that water. Just that amount of water. Yeah, so right, again, okay. there's no wastage. It only heats okay. what you need. Um, <clears throat> if you want to make two cups, you can wick it, waz it up to 500 and put two, because it's got a double spout, which is and they're close enough together uh, that it goes into a single cup. But if you want to do two wow. cups, you put the, both cups under, and they'll get a spout each, and you can turn it up to 500 and get two cups. Voila! How good is this? The only negative that I really could say about this, and we found it the other the day when we had the storms <coughs> excuse me and we had a power cut after a power cut it really gets its knickers in a twist right. and there's a button there called auto if you look at the picture you can see there's a third knob with a drop image on it and it says auto if you've got i think it there's a limit i think if you're because it can heat up to a liter and a half at one time uh, right. And I think it stops being automatic above something like 500 milliliter for safety reasons. You then have to press that auto button in order to dispense the water so you can be sure you've got a big enough vestibule underneath it. Um, if there's been a power cut, it gets its knickers in a right twist. And the theory is you have to press that button to empty whatever was in the tank before the power cut and all will be well. But I find I usually stand there for 20 minutes pressing every button repeatedly and cursing at it until it finally comes back to life. Right. Um, but that's only in the instance that you may have a power cut. Otherwise, it's good as gold. It sits there. And, you know, it's one of those things. You refill it more than you would think you'd have to. There's a there's a built in filter, by the way. There's a built in water filter inside. Um, and you just pull out the thing. You can either pull it right out, take it over to the sink and fill the whole three litres in one go and bring it back. Or you can do as we do and just pull it out slightly and use a jug to top it up. I find we do that all the time. And it's one of those things where I, I swear we put more water in than we take out. But I guess that's not the case. I am a bit of a tea and coffee holic, aren't I? Um, I really have nothing negative to say about it except this one caveat after a power cut it gets a bit upset otherwise i really would strongly recommend it i've got i know at least one person who bought one on after seeing mine and was very pleased with it also highly recommended ted uh when i bought it it was all i mean even now it's 123 quid which is not a small amount of money but it's also not a lot I mean, you know, it's an investment to have in the kitchen for permanent hot water. I actually paid 99 back in 2019. <coughs> Excuse me, I have a, <coughs> a... What was that? A group of frogs? I have a team of... An army. An army of frogs in my throat today. <coughs> 99 mm. of our finest pounds I paid in 2019. So it's gone up a wee bit since then. I'm looking at the Morphe Richard site. I dare say it's cheaper on <coughs> Amazon. If you it, Well, if you click on the link again, freshly, I've changed the link to the Amazon one. Because the reason I've done that is because on Amazon, I don't know if you you're being offered this, but I'm being offered five months at twenty four pound eighty. Um, so you can you can spread. Oh I yes, can spread same the here. Payment. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. 
So yeah, it it looks really nice. Completely unnecessary, but a really nice additional kind of thing. Yes, to well, have. you say unnecessary, but uh, I mean, in in my case, certainly, and perhaps in yours with your parents too, you've got the situation that you're not having to carry large amounts yeah, of boiling yeah, water yeah. around the kitchen. Um, <clears throat> I think it's a lot safer than a kettle myself. I'm trying to I'm trying to find the the quick and hop, but I can't find that one. No, that's that's and... it's no longer available. I had a good search for oh, it okay. and found out that okay. I, there is a link. I'm uh, which I've put into our recording notes. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, that's all yeah. I could find. It doesn't seem to be available yeah. anymore. Um, okay. We now have it in the bathroom. <laughs> I do remember once. I'm laughing because I've just been reminded a friend. Of, I put it in the bathroom because it, it still sort of kind of works. So I use it for, for hot water to clean my teeth if it's cold in the winter. Right. A friend of mine went in once and thought it was a soap dispenser and put his hand underneath and pressed the button. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I heard this ah coming from the bathroom. <laughs> Oh dear, did he get sued? Uh, I didn't get sued, but he got a wee bit scolded. Oh dear. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. That, that looks really, really nice idea. I, I still would, you see, whose job is it to keep the blooming thing full up? That's what would annoy me. But you still like, when you, you come to, to refill a kettle, Ted. It's, I mean, it's no different. <laughs> It's like the coffee machine, you know, the 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 um the 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 per, the, the pod coffee yeah. machine. It just runs out of water all the time. You got to keep filling the blooming thing. Yeah, up. and you know what? My, my coffee machine. I <laughs> there is a regret in my life. I got this coffee machine, as I think people know about by now. Four hundred pounds, but I think it was worth every single penny twice over by yeah, now. Yeah. At the time I bought it, a friend of mine who had a cafe with his mother was selling a bigger plummed in one for eight hundred quid. And I dithered and I said, no, I really don't need that in my kitchen. It's just me and my mum. How silly. I now regret yeah. it, of course, because the amount I use it and uh, and this would have been permanently plumbed in. Imagine that never having to think about putting yeah, water yeah. in it. Because the other that day I made myself a coffee and I didn't realise that there was no water in the tank and it started coughing and spluttering and getting upset. And I thought, oh, my coffee machine's dead. You know, so. Yeah, yeah. Permanent. There's something to be said for permanently plumbed. I mean, of course, you could Heath Robinson. Yeah. I'm sure if you were if you were good with the plumbing, you and put your mind to it, you could probably run some sort of plumbing into this uh, hot water a bull dispenser. Cock. If yes, you're good with balls and cocks, and cock. then you yeah. Oh, Mrs. Don't. <laughs> it could work exactly the same way as your toilet system, couldn't yes, it? it could. Right, okay. Moving on, let's get into chalkboard pens, which I never knew existed. Liquid chalk pens for blackboards, wow. glass, windows. Um, these are pens that you can write on, well, pretty much wherever, well, any kind of porous, um, no, non-porous, no, porous, no, non-porous. <laughs> Like glass, that one. That'd be non-porous, Ted. <laughs> non-porous. Any, any sort of surface. And they're just really good fun. I'm sure that there are educational applications for I'm this. I'm sure but... you could probably put it on porous surfaces, but you'd never, ever get it off again. <laughs> no, that's right. Um, but they're, but they, they, they're really, really good. You can write things on glass, on windows, on mirrors, um, and you just wipe them off. And I, and I just um, did a, 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 wash, a wiping away test a week after I put it on to a mirror here just for the show. And sure enough, it came off as if I'd just put it on oh, there that minute. That. So it works really, really well. So you, And you can wipe it off with whatever you like, wet or dry, or just your finger like I did to, did today. So, yeah, the, the, the implications for it are, you know, things like shopping lists or um, or, or um, wish lists or whatever you want to do, or, or writing notes to each other when you go out and you want to leave for your Can you get it in red? Can you creep into your friend's house and write murderer on their yeah. mirror? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be fun, wouldn't it? 
but yeah, you can get them in all sorts of colours, all sorts of um, thicknesses, and the, these ones you kind of prime, and you the, the the tip has got one end of the tip has got a fine um, tip, and if you turn it round, it's got a chisel. Oh tip, yes, like these calligraphic you, writers. Yes. Yeah, which makes you um, be able to write in italics and all that sort of thing. Um, or as you say, calligraphy, whatever you call it, um, and and it's all good fun. But but in order to prime it, you have to keep pushing that little thingy in, push it in, and then shake the pen up. So it's all liquid inside, and you just have to prime it, and away you go. We did think about maybe at Christmas we'll be able to put snow in the corners of the windows, which would be quite good fun. <laughs> hey, I've got one. Traditionally, oh, have you? Listen. Yay, that's I've got it. one what here you, on my desk. It? It's a white marker. I never realised it was as as you've just described. Ah, what do you, what have you used it for? Can you have you never used it for anything? I've used it occasionally with some of my DIY stuff, wanting to you know put little dots or marks on things where I've got to cut or drill, for instance. And I oh, have right, indeed okay. found, just as you say, that it marks on absolutely ruddy anything you touch with it. Yeah, yeah, they're good. And you can get lots of colours. You see, Mum wanted to do a um, shopping list um, on her fridge, but we only had the white ones. And I said, well, if you get a, a coloured one, it will show up on the fridge. Yes. Of course, if you've got a non-white fridge, it'll be all right. But she's got a white fridge. And, um, yeah, you can get all sorts of colours. Um, it, it looks like it's all good fun. As I say, I'm sure it's supposed to be for educational purposes, but um, it can also be fun around the house. So, recommended. They're, they're, they're pretty cheap, a fiver for four. Um, so, yeah, go get some chalkboard pens. Well, I don't need to now. I've got one. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was that very thread which suddenly inspired me to go looking for something else, which I'd like to trail quickly and I hope I'll bring to the next show. Um, I decided I, I sit at my computer and I write on a pen and paper. I still scribble with a pen on a piece of paper, even in this day and age. And I wondered if there was a digital alternative. I'll save all the rambling for the next show. But basically, there was a very uh, an interesting thread, uh, some very kind and helpful people culminating in Mr. Chris Kelly, who recommended the boogie board. Um, and I'll just leave it at that and boogie say that board. I've bought myself a boogie board uh, on eBay because um, they were not available on Amazon. I think it's from America primarily. Anyway, I'm receiving a boogie board any day now and I shall review it on the next show. But what it basically is, I hope, is a digital equivalent to pen and paper. OK, well, I look forward to that because I, I have looked at um, those little things in the past. And some, some of them are really, really cheap um, and they're littered all over Amazon. They're like, you know, a fiver each. Um, and they're, they're, I think they're, they're mainly um, kind of aimed at kids. That's right. Yes. I'm um, hoping I've yeah. got one that's slightly more mature than that. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> anyway. Yeah. We'll look forward to that. Certainly. Oh, and it's me again. <laughs> well, it's Chris Kelly again. Chris and I are back. <laughs> um, Chris says, as it's pancake day. Do you know, it passed me by, Ted. I miss it? Oh, you missed it too. Day? Good. Tuesday. <laughs> what, this Tuesday just yes. gone? Yes, it? it was. I didn't know. But Chris know, Kelly did. Right. And he said, I'd like to sing the praises of my omelette pan. Well, it's pancake. Oh, never mind. Which I've used to make pancakes. There we go. Every year since 1998. That was the year, says Chris, that Delia Smith's How to Cook Book One came out, majoring on eggs. And she promoted this particular pan. Why do you remember something like that, Chris Kelly? <laughs> never mind. That's another story. It has a heavy gauge aluminium base, he said. Not, not Delia Smith. This is his omelette pan again. With curved sides yeah. and a simple riveted steel handle. There's 
No non-stick coating, but it's well seasoned so nothing sticks to it. Solid, functional and unfussy, it just works. And there's yeah. a lovely picture that he's put up. And yeah, it, it is. It's, it's the, it's, it's, well, I wouldn't say the Rolls Royce of pans, but it's a good old fashioned traditional no nonsense pan. It's a sort of pan version of the knobs and buttons things that we like. Yeah, yeah. And it looks completely battered. Doesn't and, it? And yeah, all the better for well it, though. Used. We talked about um, seasoning um, pans a while ago. That's on the show, right. Didn't I we? remember, yes. And I'd never heard of it really. But yeah, that obviously he looks after that one. So whatever it looks like, even if it does look battered, um, it, uh, it, it obviously does the job. Well someone in the group said, someone in the group said to him, it looks quite deep. Um, for a pancake making pan, but I suppose you can do what you like. And uh, you know, well, he did say uh, it was an omelette pan. To be fair, yes, yes, so. that's true. So, but anyway, he obviously does the job, and I had no idea it was pancake. No, though. me too. I don't know whether I would have done anything had I known, but there we are. It's too late anyway. I, I'm quite surprised at my mother not pointing yeah. it out, and I was there on Tuesday as well. Well, a belated happy pancake day, Ted. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> Let's move on to my lovely, lovely keyboard which is just gorgeous. Um, it was my birthday this week. And oh, this, I knew this not. Uh, this, right, right, hang on a minute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Ted. Happy Um, and <laughs> carry on. The, the backstory to this is that we, the, Gareth Miles, has been banging on about this Logitech keyboard for ages, um, and so I got one. We got one for my dad for Christmas, and when I saw it, I got really jealous. It's so nice. Um, it's a Logitech keyboard. It's the MX Keys Advanced, um, and it's probably the best keyboard I've ever used. It's so nice. The way in which the keys are molded into concave on each on it on each one it's solid it's made of metal oh. it's 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 beyond full size so you've got a full size number pad and full size oh. cursor keys oh matron really, you're really doing nice. it to me <laughs> oh. it's also usb c Wow. Which means that if you cable it up to the computer or you cable it up for charging it because it's got a battery inside, um, then you um, you can just USB, USB see it. Um, it's got a three switch uh, thingy on the top like they tend to have. So you can use a unified USB A for, um, you know, co connecting wirelessly or you can use Bluetooth and you can switch it between um, various Bluetooth devices, which I've done and it works really well. Um, it's um, slim and flat. It's heavy and solid, really, really heavy. Um, and it's got this smart illumination on the keys. So when you move your hands over the keys, as long as the... I just did it then to see it work, and it didn't. And the, the reason it didn't work was because um, it's too bright in here. But um, if the, if it senses that the there's a, the ambient light is dark enough, it all comes oh, on. And it and follows the, the your fingers are, around the keyboard. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, no, it doesn't do that. But it but it does come on, and these white backlit keys just. Oh, I see. It comes on as you move your hand forwards yeah, to start yeah. typing. Yeah, and then when you finish typing and move your hands away, it oh, goes off again. Oh, very sweet. Oh, <sighs> Ted. So, so you've got a battery inside it, 
and it's supposed to last 10 days um, or if you turn the backlighting off five months um, my dad's hasn't worn, run out of battery since Christmas at all, um, but wow. he doesn't use it as much as I do. Um, but it also depends on how much you use the the backlight. But if you wanted to be a troglodyte and use the USB, would it then just continually work without any fear of? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah but, but that's not very good for the battery, so you shouldn't do yeah. that. Um, but anyway, it's a lovely, lovely keyboard, and I'll put a link in the show notes to it. It's about. Um, <gasps> Well, the proper price is 99 quid, but I noticed on at the moment it's 79 quid, or it was the other day. Um, so watch out for up and down prices. But it's just really, really nice. It's beautifully crafted, and it just is gorgeous. And um, I'm really, really pleased with my birthday present. And I'm really, really jealous of your birthday present. That is lovely, <laughs> Ted. I have a, I inherited some years ago a Steel Series keyboard, which is also backlit, which I love. Um, I couldn't live without backlight. I have backlight on my phone as well, on my phone keyboard, because, of course, I have this phone with an actual yeah. QWERTY keyboard on it. And again, it's backlit, yeah. and I couldn't live without that. Ah, This does look very, very... And, and the way you describe it as heavy and hefty and solid and metal, I love those elements as well. Um, it's really, really heavy. I'm just lifting it up now, and it's so heavy. It's just... And it's it's apparently it's machined out of one piece of metal. Wow. And I just it's just really nice. And it hasn't got any um, legs on it, which is quite unusual, actually, because um, normally you can adjust the Oh, that's the right. The back, the back legs often, yes. Yeah. yeah. With this one, you can't. It's at one... But it's fortunately, it's at the perfect angle for me, anyway. If you couldn't or didn't want to use Bluetooth, can it work just through the USB, or does it require Bluetooth to function? Yeah, that, that's what the that's what the unifying USB-A thing is for. Pay attention at the ah, back. Ah, sorry about that. So, <laughs> so in, inside the... Uh, or, no, sorry, not inside it. Coming with the keyboard, you get this little USB-A dongle thingy, and you plug it into your keyboard, into your computer, into a USB-A, and then you go through the the, the link up process, and it just oh, works. I see. Uh, yeah, yes, okay, yeah. That that's the same as I have that with the uh, with the with my mouse. Yes, okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, but if you don't want to, if you want to Bluetooth it, you've got three buttons I on the Logitech, see. and you can and you can then on the fly you can switch between the three devices. So I did that with my phone, and I've got my phone set on number two, and my computer on number one, and and you can just on the fly press the button and then just start typing on your phone instead of on. The the computer it's really good um but then all the logitech key uh keyboards yes do that. yes well, most oh that do. is that yeah. is lovely ted very very nice indeed. and a I'm very well happy pleased. birthday to you how kind now this is a bit of a still using i think kind of in a roundabout way the reason led strip lights you remember some time ago you suggested these lights that went into wardrobes i and then know when you, i know and they when you open the door they come awful. on <laughs> Right. Well, the one that my mum put into her wardrobe, if you remember, yeah. it, it it still works and it's fine. Um, and if you open the, the wardrobe door, it nothing happens. But if you close it again and then open it again, it comes on. <laughs> yeah, so I found mine were like that. They just were so eccentric and they had minds of their own and worked when they wanted to and didn't when they didn't. And But you're, you're, you're getting on with one, you say. However, well, the point of bringing this to the show was that I just noticed that I bought mine 14 months ago, which is January 2021, is that yeah. right? Um, and um, it, the battery just needs charging. So my one is sat on the kitchen side 
and it just whenever I walk in the kitchen, um, it just illuminates the kitchen side for me. So it's not in use day in day out, but it's certainly more in use than it would be in a wardrobe. Um, and 14 months later, wow. I just noticed that it's gone off and I had to recharge it. Recharged it overnight and it's back in action, working perfectly. Um, don't forget also, dear listener, uh, that they got the uh, magnets on the back, which is quite handy. So you can stick these magnets on the side. Anyway, the the trouble is that you can't seem to buy those particular ones anymore. But there are loads more on Amazon. I've linked to one other one, replacement one, um, in the show notes for anyone that, that wants to pursue it. £4.89 I paid for mine back in the day. And unlike you and my mother, mine is really, really useful. <laughs> I remember one of mine that just decided it was going to stay on and nothing would tell it to go off. Right. I remember it okay. took at least two weeks to, to run down. I mean, it really went... It, it stayed on forever. Right. I put it in the hall and I just used it as a whole light until it finally packed up and died. But it was a good fortnight before that happened. I was impressed. Yeah, the, the, the obviously, obviously the batteries in them are quite good because, as I say, that one um, has been going for 14 months and it, it, it gets significantly more use than it would do in a wardrobe. So um, I, I was very impressed with that. So, so I still say it was a good shout in the first well, place. Well, thank you for that, that vindication, and I'm glad you're impressed. And Gareth Williams is impressed with his Tarion camera backpack. Uh, which does Ooh. look lovely in the link he's provided. He says, I decided it was time for a new camera bag. It's always time for a new camera bag, Gareth. I undertook the <laughs> usual extensive research. Ah, you're a man after my own heart. Amazon and then YouTube, says Gareth, to narrow things down. I finally settled on this one and I'm delighted that I did. It holds two cameras with separate compartments for each, including lenses, a laptop compartment, a laptop compartment, and a section with additional protection. There are many other excellent features and benefits too. It's early days yet, says Gareth. It only arrived last week, but I'll do a more long-term extensive review if there is interest. So far, so very good. Yeah, it, it, I, I remember Looks back lovely, in the day when it? I was travelling more and photographing more, I remember buying myself something similar to this and loving it and... Yeah, it's just so much yeah. fun. And we've talked about this on the show before, haven't we, Ted? A love of cases and boxes that have divisions and certain areas for putting yeah. different things in, in different ways and different protection and different coverings. Uh, and this is the backpack camera equivalent thereof. And it, it looks lovely. And, and, and I want one, Gareth. I wish I needed one. <laughs> when I, Back in the day, I had an aluminium case. Oh, wow. <laughs> with, with these cutout foam. Oh, and yes, I yes. love that oh, case. God, yes. And it was so it was so impractical to take anywhere. But I still wanted it and I loved it. And I kept all my cameras with the cutouts all cut out properly yeah. and the, 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 all the gear fitted in there. And then I just used to walk off down to, um, well, at the time I lived in London. And I just used to go down to like Piccadilly Circus and have a day of taking photographs down yes. there and get the, get this aluminium case out. People must have thought Yes, I was because mad. I mean, I'm the same because you don't need a case. You could just put the camera around your neck and walk, walk along. And, yeah, but no, 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 yeah. you have to have the, But I'm sure in Gareth's case, yeah. he probably has a far better, more genuine reason for needing it so um yeah good yeah. on you gareth i like that very much indeed this is gareth the, the same gareth that goes what was it he did um something swimming wasn't it um wild swimming wasn't it he's he's obviously an a real oh, out good. and about yes kind yes of person. yes well there, there, there yeah, you are yeah. you see if you if you are that way inclined then this kind of thing is extremely useful as opposed to people like yeah. you and me who just wanted to play with <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It looks really, really nice, though, and, and I'm sure it'll be great. And I think there will be interest, Gareth, so please do um, put a review up for us to all to read. Yes, please do indeed, Gareth. Right, what's next? Um, right, now, um, here's a feature. Here's a feature on toasters. Oh, right. 
I just cooked some crumpets last week um, for brunch. And the stupid toaster, I realised, just can't work out what to do. <laughs> Much trial and error. I bet it was over, pancake over... day and your toaster was revolting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> After much trial and error over time, I have set it to the maximum on the dial and, on top of that, on the frozen setting. And it still needs one and a half <laughs> sessions to get these crumpets <laughs> cooked. And it's not the only toaster. This has happened on other ones as well. It also can't work out thick bread properly, and that needs more than one go round on the circuit normally as well. Um, and um, you know, you you put then you put an ordinary slice of toast in there or bread in there, and it burns it. This is not the only toaster. I, I've I've had other ones, and they. But I what I do admit is that they're cheap ones, they're budget ones. Um, so I put the, the the quest out to the group to say to the members of the group. Do you have to pay a hundred quid plus for a decent toaster, a smart one that knows what it's doing, <laughs> or is there actually a cheap one? And I set a budget of fifty quid, which everyone immediately blew out of the water. <laughs> but anyway, let, let's press on anyway. Um, and and I look for for, for recommendations really. Um, so any ideas? Well, Robert McRowan came back saying I have had my three slot stainless steel dualite it for years and it works perfectly yes 180 pounds mr mcgrowan <laughs> <laughs> and changing the element is so easy or how about this salmi pin <laughs> i can't say i've never been able to say salmi it should be xiaomi shouldn't it xiaomi mm. okay you say it when we get to it okay. or how about the xiaomi pinolo bread machine Bread machine? Yeah, Let yeah. me have a look at this. Bread machine. Ah, oh, well, this is a, only £25. Bread... bread machine threw me. I thought it was a bread making machine. Oh, there we are. This is more your line of <laughs> pricing. This is £25 and yeah, 11 pence. It is. But who's to say it's not going to be just exactly. crap? Exactly. You know? And the and the jewel, it, like, like I said, everyone's blown it out of the water with the, the budget. Yes. That, in actual fact, Robert told me that that jewel it that I found and linked to there is not even the one he's got. He's got the much posher one, which costs about the same as your Good. coffee machine. Good reef, Charlie Brown. So... So it seems to be that um, these duelits are the ones to get. We, we, Adrian Brain says that we've got a duelit four slot toaster, two narrow slots and two wide ones. Perfect for crumpets. <laughs> It'll toast up to five minutes, but crumpets um, are ideal at three minutes and 30 seconds. It's used daily. It'll be 25 years old in October. And that reminded me also that when I was working in the care home, we had one of these dual-lit toasters, and it reminded me, and I, I completely forgotten, and they're absolutely, we had one that had eight slots in it, because it was commercial, and it never went wrong, and it's got this dial on the right-hand side, where you can, you can turn the dial to where you yeah. want, you know, it, it's simple to use, and that lever thingy pushes the toast out the slot at the top, and they are just superb, I have superb, come across these before, they're I think really expensive. hotel buffets and that kind of thing. Yeah, yes. yeah. They're really, really expensive, though. <laughs> David Baker says, I purchased the Breville two-slice toaster that is perfect for the war between large sliced bread toast all the way to the top, and I've never had a problem with it. It does crumpets and extra thick toast, no problem, and I think it's about £36. You're right, David Baker, it is £36. And, says Aidan Bell, it's very sexy. I like the look of this one very much. It looks like a toaster that Apple made. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the kind of thing that I was hoping to get to, was not spending too much money, but actually getting one that works well, properly. Well, there you are. David's found you um, one. And, and that might well be the answer. Without paying 
like 200 quid plus for a for a a, a dual it one um ian watson linked to a youtube video which do have a look at it it's quite funny um of the antique toaster just on the general topic of this and it's it, the whole video is just really interesting this um toaster they, they got from the 1950s yes. or 60s or something and it just shows you the uh, the bread you press a button and the or no no you don't even press a button you put the bread in the slots and it knows it's there and it lowers the bread down <laughs> and then cooks it with all these fancy sensors and it knows what it's doing and it's really smart even back in those days the the video explains in great detail oh. how it works and then it, it just does it properly and up it comes of course i can't buy one of those now unless i go to an antique shop i suppose but it's really interesting to watch Sounds like wallace and gromit making toast now a thread yes. wouldn't be a thread without chris kelly who concludes Yay. by saying and he's in, he's basically concurring with everyone else the only toaster to have is a proper duel yeah. mine is a yeah. relative youngster at 22 years old well there you are there's a there's accommodation already the fact that chris is still working after 22 years the initial outlay is high but everything else is false economy don't buy the cheap pop-up one get the one that has a manual lift lever they are made for commercial use as you said and are bulletproof yeah and i think that's probably the answer the question is though that do you spend i mean there is one for 150 quid i think do you spend 150 quid on a toaster that's going to get use you know just so you don't get annoyed at having to put the, the yes, plunger yes. down twice is it it's a bit like the you know like anything in the kitchen really is that are you really going to make a use of, enough use of it if i lived in a family of six people you'd say yeah no question at all but when you only use it like once every three days probably in my case it's just not worth it so i might go back to the david baker one and say give that a try for 33 quid yeah you see this is why i i, I didn't take part in this conversation because i i don't know we have a toaster in the kitchen and i use it maybe once every three weeks and I right. just, it, you know, I put the toast in, a toast comes out, and if it's not done quite enough, I do it a bit more. So I'm absolutely not the use case. But yeah. then again, you know, again, I go back to my coffee machine. I, the coffee machine is worth spending the money on because I use it 25 times a day. So it, as you say, Ted, it just depends. Yeah, yeah. I think if you if you used it regularly and frequently and for a long period of time, it will be worth buying a lovely Duolite. Maybe and maybe not for me in my particular case. Or oh, there's the the Xiaomi one for twenty five quid, which is might be a middle road. Although that's coming from AliExpress, which we'll come to later. Hold that thought. Now, may I say, Ted, it, we're fifty minutes into this podcast. <laughs> it won't be long before you start to say, "Well, that's about it for now." And we haven't heard a jingle yet. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> quick, Let's quick! Have a jingle. Away, Judge Barton. Oh. I'm, I'm having this one. <laughs> oh, no. I know well, how it, much uh, is it? 480 I, quid. <laughs> God. This is, it's um, £8.79, but it's for 50, five zero original Bic Biro Wow. Pens. Hazel Bell, are you listening 50. to this? <laughs> that makes them 18p each. Um, I I guess they're getting cheaper because nobody does writing anymore or doesn't yes, want to have yes. pens anymore. I, I I don't know. They're just amazingly cheap. It's like every home should have one for the occasional time you need wow. them. And they're not just any old rubbish pens. They're proper Bix. 18p each, £8.79. Now, can I just ask you why you didn't bring the 10-pack at £4.03? Because then it would have sat in cheapest chips without argument. 
Uh, but then they won't be 18p oh, each. <laughs> I was I was after the bargain. Oh, yeah, it's okay. When I, when I was looking at these, actually, I was um I also stumbled into this thing called the 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 the, the Schaefer rollable pen with a ring attachment, which I'll um put in the show notes, which is seven quid. Whoops, I did it again. Sorry, Judge. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it, but the the thing about this little pen is it looks really really dinky, and it's got a key oh, ring. How cute! And you hang it on oh. your keys, and. And when you start exploring on Amazon for these keyring pens, there's loads of them, like little telescopic ones. There's even um, those uh, 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 marker pen thingies, Sharpies. And there's all sorts of miniature pens that you can hang from oh, your keyring. It looks really good fun. So I'll link to that Schaefer one in the show notes. But do have a go and have a look around at um, keyring pens. They look great fun. Oh, yes, yes. I'll let you have that one. But I'm going to come back at you again with the Bix because... <laughs> Why would you want 50, Ted, even if they are cheaper? <laughs> what are you going to do with 50 pens living on your own? <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point. But then if I had a family of six that needed the toaster, yeah. perhaps they'd all need all pens right. too. Anyway, <laughs> uh, all things in balance, I will, I will help even us out by bringing you something that costs 1p. Um, well, what? there is a catch. The catch is it's £3.99 for delivery. So you're actually paying <laughs> four quid. But it still comes under a fiver. And I still think it's yeah. good value. I stumbled on this while I was looking for something else. I just happened upon this. It's a battery charger, battery capacity tester. Um, but I've got one. I looked at it. I thought, oh, I've got one of them. And I'm holding it in my little hands as I speak to you. So I can vouch for it. It's a very mm. cute battery tester. And it's lovely. And you'll like it because it adheres to our Vivla analogue old-fashioned um, style that we enjoy so much. Um, it's not got any knobs and buttons on it, but it has got a slidey piece, which is the red slider. You put the battery in and you just slide the slider up until the battery is clamped in there and the two terminals are making contact. And then you have a lovely old-fashioned meter that shows you the state of the of the, of the charge of the battery. Uh, the other, at uh, one end, it's actually got two little points so you can press a old-fashioned 9-volt battery against that as well and get a reading on that. Um, that's what it does. Oh, yeah. That's all it does. But um, it does it very well and it's very nice and it costs a penny. So beat that. <laughs> I finished. What do you use it for? Testing batteries. Well, obviously, but um, <laughs> do, do, you, do you feel the need oh, for often, ongoing testing of batteries? batteries. Um, if I want to, if I think I need to change the batteries in something, I will check the batteries first because I'm anal to see whether they actually are down. Okay. And I mean, for instance, just the other day I had to change the, something was flat. Uh, I forget what it was, probably a security camera or something. Two batteries came out. One was fine. The other one was dead and it wasn't working because one had gone dead and the other one was almost fully charged. So I would have wasted a, a battery had I not tested mm. them. Um, for instance, it's, uh, the, the the fact that the um, the word battery is spe spelt battery <laughs> on the top of it is not very encouraging and, and doesn't fill you with confidence, well, does no. it? I can't believe that battery. Where do you see that? I'm it's looking actually, at it. I don't see the. It's printed on the front of the machine. Oh, so it's it is. Not on mine. That's battery. funny. The one I've got in my hand is correctly spelled. <laughs> However, uh, assuming the electronics are the same, regardless of the spelling, I can vouch for it. As yeah. I say, I've had this one for, oh, wow, years and years and years. And, and yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's lovely. Good old fashioned analog battery charger, battery tester. Good for Thank you. you I don't feel the need for one of those. Um, when the battery runs out, I just put a new one in. But I can understand your OCD. I want one. I want one. I want one. I want one of those. I know we've done cameras extensively before, but 
Ian Barton posted on the group this week um, a very lovely looking um, camera. I think the, the record so far was you brought one on for. 40, oh, that Hasselblad that I fell in love with. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. yes. That was oh. really nice, wasn't it? Anyway, Ian Barton's daughter's just bought a Mamiya 645 Pro SV kit, and I was drooling all over this. I, I remember back in the day that I, when I couldn't afford a Mamiya um, 645 uh, kit at all, it was all too expensive, way out of my league. And I, I ended up with a Mamiya C330, which is a TLR, which uses um, 6x6 um, images. And I had great fun with that. It was real good back in the days of film um stuff um and on a budget and i also remember this russian whoops that's a we shouldn't say that <laughs> i also remember this russian thing which cost 16 quid called a lubatel 166 and that was a tlr as well and that worked really well it didn't have all the fancy metering and stuff that the the mamiya had but it worked really really well so i'll link to those for nostalgia in the show mm-hmm. notes but back to ian's um he said that uh, you know she, his daughter. I think his daughter is in um, in college or something, doing right. photography okay. or imaging yeah. or something. And and th- but this just looks gorgeous, doesn't it? And th- if you could afford to buy, I, I guess they must have bought it second hand because I don't think you can still buy them new. In fact, I looked up Mamiya on the internet, and apparently they were bought out by a company called Phase One. And if you go to Phase One's website, you you can still buy stuff which is ridiculously priced, even more than your Hasselblad, wow. like about sixty thousand. Wow. So how much quid. would this Mamiya kit cost? Roughly, are we talking just several hundred or even thousands? Well, second hand. Yeah. Um, if you bought one from eBay, I had a look on eBay, and the the body was about eight hundred wow. quid. Okay. So you, you were talking about yeah, yeah. even a used lens. one without Plus lenses. lenses. Yeah. yeah. But those you yeah. say this is, and I, I remember commenting on the movie group. It just it's nice. It's just a deviation from the normal box shape of cameras. Yeah. And it's got this lovely hand, this grip handle on it, and this beautiful um, viewfinder, yeah. extended viewfinder. I think it's gorgeous. Yeah, and working with um, bigger formats just engages yes. you. That's the thing. I don't know if you've ever done any large format photography, but the biggest I've done is the six by six. But I, I really wanted to get into plate cameras and and to do some large format five by four, um, you know, there are whatever it is up at that top end. But I could never afford the kit, and I never. Got oh, I could that. just but see that... you with an old fashioned box camera getting underneath the yeah. cloth and holding up the flash, and you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> fabulous. <laughs> but the six by six was great. The the the, the resolution and the, the the whole thing about six by six was just yeah. fabulous. But yeah, you needed to get this um um Mamiya six four five stuff, which was just the bee's knees. So I hope Ian that she has real good fun with it, and I hope that she doesn't tap you up too much for the money to pay for it. But um, it's a lovely bit of kit, and I'm sure she'll have fun. Um, I'm sure you know, but I don't. Uh, is uh old-fashioned celluloid film still readily available now or is it becoming rarer and rarer these days it is available um but you, you see with a with a mamiya 645 pro kit you can buy a digital back yes, yes. so it's all it's all um modular and you can you can do what you like with it you can you can use film yeah. if no, you but want I was, to. I was just thinking, it just led me to thinking that you know talk about the older cameras yeah. and the different formats is, is film slowly disappearing completely now 
it is slowly disappearing and every now once in a while you'll hear about fuji discontinuing one of their um, yes. lines or whatever but it's it is still out there you can still buy it um it's getting more expensive but the, if you want a decent roll of um, fuji velvia for example on amazon they're selling it for nearly 20 wow. quid one one wow, roll yeah. of film for 20 quid so that's that you know you it's, it's a bit of a hobby that you need to be um up for in that respect in terms of six four five film or six by six film i'm not sure they'll roll films I, I i guess they must be available still but um i don't know where I you bet get they give from. you a funny look though if you took a roll of 35 mil into boots and said i'd like this developed please <laughs> <laughs> i don't know yeah no they wouldn't do it in boots would they but you, you, you there's a, a specialist um labs that, that yes, still course, do it yeah. but you can also you can also buy chrome and do it yourself with a e6 kit which is what i used to do don't start me on photography in the film days all right let's play a jingle Steve Litchfield uh, brings us a Room 101 rant, and I can only say I concur totally. Steve says, locked down security, safe and hidden is all very well, but when it's too safe and hidden, then you might as well not have bothered. Having been trying to sort out my late father's estate, says Steve, I've hit a snag. He'd hidden his house title deeds somewhere safe so they wouldn't be lost or tampered with. Except that I've turned the house upside down and I can't find the things. <laughs> Which now means months of delay while the land registry has to be appealed to for re-registering the property. Bringing me to my life lesson that also applies to the tech world. Which is, if... You try to obfuscate your life too much because you're paranoid about privacy, then you'll end up shooting yourself in the foot at some point. <laughs> here, here, Steve. After all, says Steve, which of us hasn't password protected some vital document and then realised a few years later that you've no idea what the password was? As with most things in life, it's best to keep things simple. I totally take the point, Steve, and I know you agree that security and safety is very important and we should go on safely hiding and protecting and passwording things, but not, as you point out, to the extent that either we forget what we've done with them or should it come to pass that someone else has to access, they have no idea where it is. I would, you know, another lesson is at least if you are going to hide papers somewhere safe, for goodness sake, tell people where somewhere safe is just in case. Um, I, I guess you you found this as well, Ted. You you password something, and then when you come to reopen it, you haven't got a clue what the password was. Yeah, I do. Um, I, I have had that. Although I, I tried to stay organised now by trusting Google, but then if Google went um, up, tits yes. up, um, then I would be a bit lost with that as well. I do have stuff backed up and back, a triple backed up, in fact. So I I do uh, uh, attend to this quite closely. And going back to the um, the issue that the uh, Steve's problem, um, it turns out. I think that it's it is going to be an ongoing problem and a long-winded problem for him. Um, but just to say that my mum and dad have got that all organised. That is mostly down to my mum really, because she's uh, very organised as a person. And they've got a, a box of stuff where everything's inside, and it's all been worked yes. out. If one of if one of them dies first, or the other one dies first, or if they both die together, and I'm in on the whole thing, and you know, yes. it's it's just all organised, and I know exactly what's what and where's where so i guess um uh, uh, uh steve's dad was not so organized um and in actual fact i do know that you know in his last days he was getting more confused yes. and um wasn't able to do that stuff probably 
anyway, yes, the answer is I agree. Two, um, sometimes, you know, we can be too paranoid about all that stuff and perhaps we should just be a bit more flexible. Indeed. Right. Now, Gareth Williams on AliExpress, after ordering (laughs) and, of course, paying for a lens adapter in January, I've now been advised it will not be shipped. No reasons or further communication. They have simply kept my money, which was a very small amount, um, but uh, over six weeks now, and he's uh, uh, he now has to dispute it for a refund. Uh, complete failure from start to finish. I've reverted to my usual, usual sources now. Trust the Amazon. Mm. Not a bad thing, really, as there's no TED affiliate link at AliExpress <laughs> anyway. Oh, good, lovely. Some other people came back, though, to be fair, um, to say that actually um, that um, dispute process, AliExpress are very good at doing that. They just take their sweet time doing it. And they reckon that um, Robert McCrowan again and Chris Kelly have both said that that he will get his money back, um, uh, but it will just take a, a good time for them to do it so that the process has finished my personal experience of that you remember that um air conditioning i do i do indeed I ted yes i never ever got the money back right. for that it was 14 quid or 16 quid <laughs> or something so it's not the end of the world but i went through the dispute process with them and blah 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 and the, the whole trail just dried up and okay maybe i wasn't hounding them enough but it just dried up, and I never, I never saw yeah. the money. So I know that Robert and Chris are clearly saying that they haven't had problems, and they've ordered with confidence and all the rest of it. But yeah, Gareth, everyone seems to think that you will get it back eventually. I think this is where somewhere like Trustpilot is so helpful because when you have an enormous company like this with thousands and thousands of customers all the time, obviously some people are going to be disappointed and have difficulty, whereas other people are going to say, "Wow, this is the best company I've ever bought from." So I think something like Trustpilot is good because then you see you see um, data on mass. You know, if if sixty yeah, percent yeah. of people are saying I've had problems, then you know you might want to stay clear. Um, not not yeah. in any way to disrespect or take any, anything away from Gareth. I'm very sorry that Gareth had that experience. I'm very sorry yeah. that you had that experience. But people like Robert and Chris have have on the other hand had better experiences. So yeah, it, yeah. a huge company like that, you're going to get both all the time, aren't you? Indeed, you are, and we won't put. Um, AliExpress into Room 101 until Gareth you tell us the outcome I love that jingle I'm glad we get to hear it I'll have to keep finding people to give gold stars (laughs) to just so I can hear the jingle Uh, I would love to give a gold star if I may to Tesco Carpet Cleaner Hire Um, I've got a pond in the garden (laughs) Um, (laughs) Working on the pond for the last few weeks, as I have done, I discovered that I've been really making a bit of a mess of the carpet in the front room. So I said to my mother, shall we shall we hire a carpet cleaner? I jumped on the web. I I thought to myself, I wonder if you can get one from Tesco. I had a feeling you could. You can. There's a company called Rug Doctor that are affiliated with Tesco. um, And it was so easy. I hired the thing on Tuesday. I went on to the website um, uh, and you tell it which you give it your uh, your. postcode it tells you your local store where it's available you can hire for either 24 hours for 25 quid or 48 hours for i forget 
um, a, a higher price. <laughs> uh, you give it your details uh, and what you do is you just go to the store and I didn't even know this. I've been shopping at Tesco for years and I wasn't even aware that tucked away in a corner there are three little lockers just like lockers in the gym um, with type with a numbered code and they send you an email with a code number. You tap your code number in, open the, the door pops open, you take out the rug machine which isn't terribly big but big enough to be decent. Take it to your car, drive home. It worked fine. Um, I've cleaned carpets before so I knew how the machine worked but it really wasn't an issue and it was a very efficient machine. Did a fabulous job on the carpets and in fact I took it back the same day back to Tesco, popped it back in the, in the locker, turned the key and job done. Bob's your uncle. Um, very odd not to have had any contact with any human beings from start to finish. You'd like that, Ted. Um, it was it was very bizarre. <laughs> I mean, I didn't speak to anyone on the phone. I, nothing. I didn't see anyone when I picked it up. What, stop, what stops you nicking it then? Uh, the fact that they bill you for it because they take all your details when you book it. So, oh, I, mean, I see. You, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's right. like any kind of hire. I mean, you take your okay. chance if you want to run away with it. Um, but really a gold star for a very good system. I, I, I should add, it actually costs 35 quid because you pay 25 quid for the hire. But then unless you already own any detergent, you have to pay 10 quid for a bottle of detergents to, to do the carpet with. Though, of course, if you do this often, you may well have detergent. Um, really excellent service. Worked perfectly from start to finish. Very good machine. Did the job well. Wasn't difficult to do. Gold star for Tesco. Carpet cleaner hire. Right. OK. Um... I kept You're going meaning. to be devil's advocate now, aren't you? Uh, well, well, I'm, I'm trying. I'm on the fly. I'm trying really quickly to find the carpet cleaning machine that my mum right. bought. It she was a bought Vax one. Oh, okay. Yeah, and and I was going to compare it with the cost of your twenty. Well, thirty. Is this one where quid. you pour water in the bottom tank and it it cleans the carpet and spits out dirty yeah, water into the top yeah, tank? Okay, yeah, yeah, same principle. Yeah. Um, and I kept meaning to bring this onto the show and I kept forgetting. So that has spurred me on. I'll do that. So on the next show, I'll bring that and do a, a little review ah. of it. And um, we'll compare it with financially with paying out 25 quid okay. plus 10 quid. Yeah. And, and see, because you might we might be in a position of arguing, well, if you did that four times, you could have got yes, it yourself. Yes, but there again, Dad, but, it's like the know. toaster. If you make 400 slices of toast, it's worth buying the expensive one. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah, that yeah, argument yeah. again. But at least I know next time I can hire from you mum yes <laughs> no that's that's a really good service though they deserve their gold star because that's really efficient isn't it i used to th i used to think that about sainsbury's when they had a um a dry cleaning thingy and they did um laundry in in the shop and that's so that's so switched on yes. thinking and then just just next to it there was a dentist as well and you think yeah this is great everything under sainsbury's yes. roof and yeah good stuff well done tesco Right, we're I done, think I think. We we're going to be... Guess how many weeks we'll be back in. You got it, <laughs> two. Two weeks we'll be back. Whateverworks.works is our website. TedSalmon.com if you get lost. And AidenBell.com um, is where you'll find Aiden and all his stuff. MeWe Group, of course, is where the action happens. So do join us there. Links in the show notes to that and at TedSalmon.com. And that's about it, really. Anything you want to say before we um, talk Happy off? birthday. Uh, we have waffled on a little happy long this <laughs> We waffled a bit this fortnight, so I hope I, I hope you will feel it was worth it. Nice long show. Good, good money's worth today. I think Yes, it. indeed. Thank you, folks. One last thing to say. Whatever. Don't oh. forget. <laughs> <laughs> One more time. One last thing to say. Don't forget. Whatever works. Whatever works. What? Works! <laughs> Bleeding idiot. Happy birthday. <laughs> uh...